Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, this is Evelyn Bernal, and this is your show, Entre Mujeres, your bilingual spot. Self-esteem is one of those things that few people talk about, but is essential for our mental health. So tonight, stay with us. We're going to talk about the origins of self-esteem and the effect on every single aspect or on the most important aspects of our lives. So let's get right into our topic. I do want to invite you to call us if you have any questions, if you want to give us a shout out or in general about the topic. If you identify with what I'm saying, girl, feel free to call us. Our number, the call-in, the guest call-in number is 516-387-1814. So getting back to our topic, where did self-esteem come from? I generally start this session by asking a sort of ridiculous question. How did you like yourself when you were a baby? Interesting question, huh? Have you asked yourself or have you thought to yourself, hmm, how did I like myself when I was a baby? In fact, most of us might not ask ourselves that question in particular, but we do reminisce about childhood days when things were so carefree. And part of the reason that our childhood was so carefree is mainly because we really didn't have all these thoughts around being children. We just were. So when I ask about self-esteem and how you liked yourself when you were a baby, the point that I want to get at is when we were at that age or when you when we were infants, we really didn't care if people liked us or not. Unless an infant was well cared for, was nurtured, was fed, had a clean diaper, that was basically the extent of our cares. And most of us, some of us may remember, but most of us don't remember what it was, what self-love was like when we were babies. We didn't reject it ourselves. It just was. Because we were born with this brain that was full of connections. And we were instinct, but we did not have any logic attached to us. So it was instinct that that instinct that we are born with that allowed us to be alive, that allowed us to cry when we were hungry, that allowed us to cry and be fuzzy when our diaper was dirty because we didn't have logic and we didn't have any verbal skills to really express how we were feeling, but we were we were definitely equipped with that beautiful innate gift of having instinct and feeling and therefore our body could react to our biological needs. We weren't thinking about how much, you know, how much fat I have around this part of my body or we weren't thinking about how my nose could be a little straighter and we weren't thinking about how maybe I should lose a few pounds. We didn't think about it. When we were babies, we were happy just surviving. We were happy just being loved. We were happy just being fed. 
And what happened? Well, what happened is logic. Formation happened. Experiences happened. And those are exactly the kinds of things that shape our self-esteem. Where, do, where are the origins of our self-esteem? Family, definitely. I once read, and I'm always careful about statistics because it's so easy to throw statistics around that we don't even know where we got. So take this with a grain of salt because I don't remember if this is a reliable source. But I clearly remind myself of a statistic that I picked up somewhere. And what the statistic said was the following. 70% of our influences come from our family of origin. And even though, you know, during adolescence, definitely peers have a role in our life. But if we go back to our family of origin, the majority of influences came from our family. So our family, our upbringing plays a huge role on how we view ourselves and how we see ourselves. The other aspect of self-esteem is environment. Family, of course, could have been critical. Family could have been maybe not nurturing. Family could have been punitive, and we kind of picked up that, the bad vibes about ourselves, those bad messages that we kind of internalized. But also, our family could have been nurturing. Our family could have been accepting of what we were, but maybe our environment was kind of precarious. Maybe we grew up in a bad neighborhood where it was dangerous and we were constantly having to watch our backs, or maybe we grew up in an environment with poverty and need and other, maybe other even structural issues in our house. An environment can also have an impact or also has some type of influence on our formation, our perception about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. Nowadays, I don't remember, I hate to sound like my parents, but I don't remember the social media being such a thing when I was in high school. And I'm getting up there in age, but I don't feel like I'm ancient or anything. But still, social media wasn't really around when I was in high school. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. You know, if you had, if you wanted to tell some someone something you basically had to do it like via letter that you wrote or face to face but there was no like filter through social media but also you weren't comparing yourself to so many girls and so many people you weren't constantly being bombarded with images of of more desirable women per se even though they they were on tv but now not only do you see them on TV? You also see them, like, in the privacy of your home at your fingertips. So definitely social media has played a big role on self-esteem, self-love, and perception of self, and also friends. Friends definitely play a role. Peers play a role, the kind of friends that that we hang out with. Are they toxic? Are they healthy? And so you got to this point, not as an island that just kind of was, 
But we came to this point in our life with influence from our family, our environment, and our friends. And this is how we came to be. This is how we came to develop that sense that we have of ourselves. A question for you. If you had to rate the amount of self-esteem or self-love that you have for yourself on a scale from 1 to 10, what would it be? 10 being I am the universe's gift to the world. I am all that and a bag of chips, most definitely. One being I really don't feel like anything. I don't have any value. And obviously rate yourself in that continuum from 1 through 10. When was the last time that somebody asked you, how much do you really love yourself? Girls are all about appearances at times. There is something about appearing something that we are not that is important to us. We want people, we want to feel better about ourselves appearing better than we are. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the motivation behind it. If I want to be, if I want to come off as competent, if I want to present myself as, you know, as professional or as competent or as a good person, there's nothing wrong with that. It's when we do it only for appearances when in reality we don't feel good about ourselves because it doesn't match. Our inside and our outside doesn't really match. There is what we call in clinical terms, it's not congruent. Your inside and your outside does not match. What you say, how you act is not, does not really match how you really feel inside. Do you know that saying, fake it till you make it? Well, some of us fake being feeling good about ourselves and then wow we put these women and it's super trendy now like you have we post selfies with super empowered quotes but in real life we don't feel that way we feel the other way around it's like we're trying to compensate we're trying to maybe convince others and so we fake it but we don't always make it because our sense of self-love never really increases, especially when we're wanting to kind of get that that self-esteem from validation from others. And so what is this term self-esteem? What, is, what does it mean to have stable self-esteem? Well, let me give you a few characteristics of a person that has stable self-esteem in that way, you could decide for yourself. Stable self-esteem is when you are secure about yourself. You reflect a positive attitude of yourself that are realistic and most important, well-anchored and resistant to threat. Remember, I was just telling you about posting our pictures with super women empowerment quotes and saying, like, we're independent women, I can do this, right? But sometimes they are not realistic. 
And sometimes they are, they are not well anchored, meaning we really don't feel that way. Our self-esteem is fragile. But when self-esteem is stable, it's resistant to threat. What kind of threat? We will talk about that a little further along in our topic here. Individuals or females who possess secure self-esteem have a solid foundation. We have a solid foundation for our feelings of self-worth, and we don't require constant validation from the social environment. So when you are a person that is constantly seeking validation from externally, then self-esteem is not stable. For example, let's pick on the perfectionist. The perfectionist is constantly wanting to have things in control. They want their appearance to be immaculate. They don't want to be perceived as not ready. They want to be perceived as somebody who has everything in order. And you know what? Sometimes they do. But what is a perfectionist drive for that control and that rigidity is that they are looking for acceptance from the external environment. One thing that I noticed about my social media as my self-esteem got more secure, and this is just a my own personal link between my self-esteem and social media. It might be the same for you. It might not. I did notice that the times where I was going through a more difficult time, I posted more things on my social media. Like I posted more aspects of my life. If I took a trip, I posted numerous amounts of pictures of where I was, especially if it was like this dope place. Like I would post everything about it. I would post constant selfies. It, It was constant. But I also noticed that as my self-esteem got stable, as situations in my life settled down, I noticed that the trend in my social media changed. I noticed that I stopped posting every aspect of my life. I stopped posting selfies excessively. It just changed. And I attributed that to not needing any more outside validation because I was getting it. I was in a nurturing environment that was good for my self-esteem, and I was feeling stable. I was feeling that my self-worth came within, and so I didn't need the outside world to be constantly validating me. Because, again, a person with a solid self-esteem doesn't require constant validation from their social environment. So if we could if we could say something like um, to kind of portray or, or paint a picture of a, a person with a secure self-esteem, an individual or a female with secure self-esteem are more accepting of who they are. And so they, they don't need to solicit so much approval from others or create positive illusions of themselves. So again, taking trips, I was taking trips, I was going places, and I was posting every single aspect, doing what? Creating a positive illusion about myself. However, when when you are secure, we accept who we are, and we don't need to put it out there as much so that people will think good of us. So that 
is the definition of a stable self-esteem. Now, we did say that self-esteem plays a role in love in every or the most important aspects of our life, right? So let's talk about love and relationships. How does a person behave when they have uh, self-esteem? And most important, why is self-esteem so important when you are in a relationship? So one reason that self-esteem is important for understanding behavior in romantic relationships is that feelings of self-worth influence how individuals respond to events that are potentially threatening. You're like, whoa, 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 what? That was a mouthful. Let me see if I can explain it. Your self-esteem, your feelings of self-worth determine how you respond to events when, for example, you become jealous in a relationship. When you feel threatened in a relationship, when you feel like, when you're feeling insecure of the relationship, it's, it depends on how much self-esteem you have. That's the response that you're going to have. And why is it important? Well, it's important because in general, think about it. Relationships create dilemmas for individuals. They do. And in order to experience all the emotional benefits that come with intimate relationships, we have to leave ourselves vulnerable to the pain that might come if they reject us. In other words, every relationship is a risk. And in order to take that risk, you have to be a secure person to be able to deal with the possibility that, hey, this relationship might not work. I'm gambling here. I don't know this person. I'm getting to know this person. You know what? It might work and we might spend the rest of our lives together or I might invest in this relationship and it might not last or they might play me. Who knows? And so it's a dilemma in which we are left vulnerable. And this dilemma is sometimes too much for a person who has low feelings of self-worth. Is it clear as mud, ladies? If not, I just want to invite you to contact me, Evelyn Bernal, Life Coach, on Facebook and Instagram. And also, we are also on WEXP Entertainment, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. We are everywhere. So if you don't understand something, let me know. So let's continue with self-esteem and relationships. Self-esteem definitely plays an important role in in the the girl's willingness to leave themselves open to this potential that we might get hurt during the start of our relationships. And not only that, self-esteem plays an important role in how we respond to problems that occur in our ongoing relationships. Well, give me an example, Evelyn. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, one example. High self-esteem. Individuals with high levels of self-esteem look for the connection with their relationship partners following negative events. So after a female with good self-esteem experiences negative events or they feel like, like rejection or failure from their partner, 
they reach out to their partner because they want they expect their partner to be accepting and responsive to their needs because if I have high self-esteem, I understand that I am entitled to have a partner that is accepting and responsive to my needs. Another example, female with low self-esteem. In contrast, females with low self-esteem are often unwilling to assume the risks associated with deeper connections to their partners following negative events due to their fear of rejection or their feelings of feeling vulnerable, like, oh, no, this happened, I felt rejected, then we call it our pride, quote, unquote, but it really isn't our pride. It's our low self-esteem and it's our fear of feeling inadequate. And so we cover it up with pride because we don't want to take the risk of us really being rejected. And so I said all of that to say that individuals or females with high and low forms of self-esteem behave differently because they strive for different goals. So an individual, a female with high self-esteem, seeks closeness with the partner. They seek intimacy. They seek passion. They seek friendship and trust. Whereas this, the female, and we all know who we are, that has low self-esteem, we engage in self-protective strategies, which is different. Self-protective strategies are jealousy, dependency, or obsession. See the difference? I feel insecure in the relationship. There's something, you know, that I feel... I'm starting to feel the distance. I'm starting to feel rejected. A female with high self-esteem seeks to, okay, let's work it out. Let's see what's going on. A female with low self-esteem wants to protect themselves. And so this is where this pride little behavior comes from. And they start to reflect jealousy. They start to get clingy in a relationship. Have you seen those cases or have you been in those situations? Something very interesting that I was thinking of is that when, have you noticed or has it happened to you that when a relationship is dwindling or when the partner is is being um, distant, some of us get clingy. We start getting nervous because we're like, oh, man, like, what is this space about? And so, obviously, we're talking about a person with low self-esteem. So our first thought is, geez, maybe he doesn't love me anymore. Maybe he's going out with someone else. Maybe he already has someone. And so we start, we start filtering the relationship through our low self-esteem And so instead of trying to bridge that closeness, we engage in self-protective strategies because we don't want to be vulnerable and we don't want to be hurt. So we get clingy and we engage in all those kind of obsessive behaviors that we, some women, sometimes do. What's curious is that when we say the word obsession, a lot of us think of like the movies and stalkers, but the reality 
of the matter is that you see a lot of obsessive behaviors with women who have low self-esteem. You see them going out with individuals who are not are not maybe reciprocal, are not loving of them, are not respectful of them, and yet they they obsess about the person. They keep they stay in the relationship. They're always talking about the drama with this person. It's very obsessive behaviors. You don't have to be going out and and stalking the man, or you don't have to be going out and and constantly wanting to have contact. It, it's also like that em, that emotional obsession of always talking about the person, of always having some drama around that particular person. Those are all definitely characteristics of a person with low self-esteem, even though we would like to think that it's our partner because our partner isn't, isn't, is being shady. But in reality, if we look at it, if we start to ask ourselves why we tolerate those types of relationships or disrespect, we go back to an unstable self-esteem. They also, I also read somewhere that your self-esteem level also has an impact on the type of love that you choose. So according to the love types, Individuals who have more positive feelings of self-worth employ romantic love styles that allow them to develop deeper, more intimate connections with their partners than other individuals. Furthermore, high levels of self-esteem seem to provide individuals with adequate feelings of security, which will allow us to leave ourselves like open to hurt as they attempt to form or deepen our connection with this partner or this new relationship. And this might also explain in part why some women with high levels of self-esteem generally report more positive experiences with their relationship partners than those do with low self-esteem. A lot of women that I've seen or a vast, not a vast majority, but it's very common. That's what I meant to say. It's very common that, women with low self-esteem don't generally report mm, having positive relationships. In fact, I've heard them say, like, I only pick bad men. But when we really look at it, self-esteem has such an impact even in who, in how we pick or what we accept that we understand that sometimes our, our level of self-esteem doesn't really allow us to choose a relationship that's healthy or a person that is responsive to our needs. But with females with high self-esteem definitely, definitely report higher feelings of satisfaction in their relationships. It was kind of an off week. I will say that. It was an off week. We, I usually do my show at 5 p.m., but it's okay because we're going to post it. You can listen to it. Listen, next week we are going to do part two of self-esteem. And just remember that we, I'm here every Thursday at 5 p.m. PST. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, 
you can look me up as Evelyn Bernal Life Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and you can also look up our sponsors, the Eon Experience. They always post the shows. We are on Spotify and YouTube. So we're definitely in all the different medias, so you can listen to us at the comfort of your schedule and at the comfort of your of your um, home. So next week, we're going to talk about how parenting styles are related to self-esteem and also how our self-esteem affects our children's self-esteem. We're going to put out also a little inventory. So stay stay with us next week, listening, tune in, send us your questions, because this is definitely an interesting topic. I want to invite you to shop my collection of stunning imported leather handbags, mostly handcrafted. You can find the link on my page, Evelyn Bernard Life Coach. You can shop my collection, support a woman-owned business, and also buy yourself an exquisite purse that I assure you will get compliments and wherever you go. This is Evelyn Bernal, and this was your show, Entre Mujeres. I will see you on Thursday.